This is ESPN 1063, 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. That's right, I'm Theo Dorsey, and we've got World Baseball Classic action on the diamond tonight. Now, we're live from Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. And his name is Theo Dorsey. What's up? Theo Dorsey. We've got people that came from all across the country to check out Team Israel. we got people that came from all over Florida, especially in South Florida here, to check out the Miami Marlins. Uh, when you have this perfect blend in 2023, I, I was talking uh, with some of the GMs of the ballparks out here. Um, and more specifically, let's hone in on what we have here at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium this spring. I mean, all of March. Pretty much all of March since it really started in February, you got games every day, and now you're weaving in the World Baseball Classic, which hasn't happened since 2017, into the spring training mix in the same year, Christian, that we also have, I mean, the first time spring training's been wide open since 2020. Remember, you lose the year because of the lockout. You lose the year because of COVID. Now you have a full action, teams traveling back and forth, up and down the Grapefruit League. Like, this is... This is why South Florida, right now, one of the best places to be as a sports fan in all of America, man. Listen, baseball is my number one, and this yeah. is my first wow. year in South Florida. You're so a baseball number one guy. Baseball number one. I grew up in the Hudson Valley in New York. So you have, like, the Hudson Valley Renegades. You get that minor league team. That's your only semblance of non-high school local baseball. Yeah. South Florida's got a good man. Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. Come on. Two teams share the stadium. And then, of course, you've got spring training baseball. And like you said, WBC action. WBC. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and they got also six minor league teams uh, that play in the stadium as well. It's one of the most robust ballparks in all of Florida and all of America. So, again, first pitch tonight, 640. Fans still, I mean, they're piling into the stadium right now. Uh, still time to get out here. I've seen some um, Israeli flags. I've seen my, uh, Miami Marlins hats, of course course as the spring training fans are here as well so it's going to be a really really good group here as we get a good exhibition in front of us Christian but you said you're baseball first guy yes when it comes to the sport that reigns above all in America that that's football that's the National Football League you are a rooter for what team Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. Yep. What Pre a, Lamar. What Pre a, Lamar. Okay, Pre Lamar, and, and, and that's good. That means you're a diehard. You know, you won't get the same flack that I catch for being a Chiefs oh. fan, even though I, you know, I started this year before the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, it's not like I waited until they won it. I started this off season back when they were, you know, again, everybody was talking about how it was the toughest division in all of America, but the Chiefs still went ahead and took care of business. So you're a, a thorough Ravens fan. Yes. And the Ravens right now are at the center of sports talk maybe more than they've ever been maybe since the Super Bowl year. I mean, this is with the Lamar Jackson situation, and for those who haven't been paying attention, yesterday, just before the tag deadline in, in, a, in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. That means a few things. Number one, it means he'll be going into next year making $35 million if nothing happens. Number two... It means that if another team wants to negotiate a contract with Lamar Jackson, which they're open to right now. Right now, Lamar Jackson, Boynton Beach native, former Heisman Trophy winner, former MVP in the NFL, should be on the phone in buildings getting visits from private jets with so many quarterback needy teams to try and see if they can work out a deal with him. 
And uh, in that way, if they're able to equal out a deal that the Ravens don't want to match, which I'm sure you want to match, right, as a Ravens fan? Of course. You get a little bit of a discount, too, because you got to give up the two first-round picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that team would have to give up the two first-round picks in that deal as well. Christian, yeah. first I want to hear what your reaction was when you realized the Ravens, who at this point we knew they weren't coming to a long-term deal this offseason, right? Like you knew it was going to be either the tag or trading him. What was your first reaction seeing that they put the non-exclusive t- tag on your franchise quarterback? Well, coming into the season that passed, when they didn't get a deal done, this past season only more complicated. It only made yeah. things more difficult because it reconfirmed uh, hesitations the Ravens had and it reaffirmed how Lamar valued himself. Right? He saw the offense with him and he saw his offense without him. The Ravens saw... Lamar on the field, and they saw injury concerns and him off the field for a portion of that season. But hearing the news today, it doesn't blow my mind. I don't think anybody's in the wrong. I think it's just business. I might be in the minority about that. I know a lot of uh, guys are sticking up for Lamar, thinking how could this organization who say they're negotiating in good faith, how could they do such a thing? But I just don't understand how you expect the Ravens to not use the leverage that they're given with the franchise tag, and they happen to use it. Yeah, and and that's the thing. They use the leverage that they're given with the franchise tag. You have a guy in-house. You know what he is. You know who he is. You know how electric he can be on the field. You also know just how many wins he's provided for that franchise. But they don't want to give him – and let's let's just break down what it actually is. Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed contract that surpasses what Deshaun Watson got – just last offseason from the Cleveland Browns, right? Yes. Lamar Jackson is looking to be paid and set a new precedent in the NFL, not just for players, but more specifically for franchise-level quarterbacks. And him hitting the open market right now is unprecedented in itself. Christian, though, are you then surprised or happy? What is your real emotion as a Ravens fan now that you know it's 24 hours in? It's, it's, it's now a full 24 hours in. As soon as the report was made that the Ravens were placing the non-exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson, several teams came out and made sure it was public that they are not interested in making a move for Lamar Jackson. Several teams that need quarterbacks this offseason, some of them in the hunt for veteran quarterbacks, some of them looking for a guy in the draft, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, you know, Will Levis. Those are, this is what it's boiled down to, and I know you had to be shaking in your boots at first as a Ravens fan, are you elated or a little concerned with what's happening now? Because Lamar Jackson's getting zero traction anywhere else, and that puts, I guess, your franchise in a weird position to just take them back at what caught. Like, what, how do you feel? I feel a little bit frustrated that these two sides couldn't come to a deal. Yeah. First off, right, I see Lamar Jackson standing there and looking at all of his options, and hands down, no doubt about it, even – Though it's frustrating the Ravens have not provided him many options at the receiver position. It's been tough. They're still the number one option. They still are the most well-run organization. They still are the team that's built for him. It's been a couple of years now they've built that team and that offense for him. And then the other side of things, the Ravens. They, like I said, they built that team for him. There's yeah. nobody that can step into his shoes and provide the same amount of production. We saw what Tyler Huntley could do, and you know what? He was one foot away it was tough, though. from having a touchdown lead yeah. over the Bengals in Cincinnati. But you know the Ravens would have fared a better chance in that game if they had Lamar Jackson. They likely win with Lamar Jackson. Exactly. But, but so, so here's the real thing, then. Let's yeah. just cut to the chase. 
do you feel like – because right now the word collusion is being tossed around. This doesn't feel like a, a, a typical contract negotiation. This doesn't feel like a typical free agency. This feels more so like NFL owners standing their ground in what is not a contract negotiation, but what is starting to feel like a labor dispute between the Players Association – that wants Lamar Jackson to set that new precedent for quarterbacks. They want Lamar Jackson's legacy to be he hit the open market as a 26-year-old franchise-altering quarterback. MVP. Got a fully, MVP. Got a fully guaranteed contract and then went out and performed. So that means now you have two guys. You have Watson that did it. You really have Kirk Cousins that did it a few years back with the Minnesota Vikings. Like You have a few guys that have done it, and now guys like Joe Burrow. Guys like Jalen Hurts, guys like, dare I say, Trevor Lawrence a few years from now can start to demand that from their teams. Does it not feel like from you? I mean, because for me right now, obviously the word collusion is a tough one to prove. NFL owners can find any reason to say why they're not going after Lamar Jackson. They can bring up injury concerns because he didn't finish the last two years. They can bring up the fact that he doesn't fit their system that they have right now. What we do know, though, last year, four teams all over Deshaun Watson this year, so far, 24 hours into his free agency, zero people all around Lamar Jackson. Collusion, does it creep into your mind as a possibility that's happening with the owners right now? So I think it's unspoken collusion, which is not collusion. That's yep. what I think one of the guys said it was like, well, we can't afford – no one's going to afford a quarterback they can think injury risk and asking for more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Because they're thinking, well – Deshaun Watson, hindsight's twenty twenty. It looks like a really bad contract. And it honestly looked like a really bad contract in the moments before more of his uh, alleged acts did come f- through. Before yeah. people saw more and more, like, it just aging horribly, aging like milk. And now with Lamar Jackson, you're like, well, okay, yes. Obviously, zero character flaws Good character with Lamar guy. Jackson. He's a funny dude. Winning no one's had a coach. problem with him ever. Yeah. What's the worst I mean, thing he'd done? Have to run to the bathroom against the Browns in Cleveland? Yeah. Exactly. A hilarious moment. There's never been a character problem with Lamar Jackson, and everyone will go to bat for him. So you can't check that box. The only box you can check is he's going to be expensive, yeah. and he's going to be an injury risk. And you're seeing the types of injuries he has had. It's those non-contact injuries that you would expect from a skilled player. Lower body injuries, hamstrings, knees, ankles, those type of injuries that yeah. you don't see going away if you say, well, we'll protect him. It's not taking hits. It's more of non-contact. So yeah. I think it's not spoken collusion, which means it can't be collusion at all. It's trying to reset that market. It's a tough situation, and also part of it has to be um, – and this is an interesting point I didn't think about, and that's why they have, we have the bright minds like Adam Schefter who's locked in with the league. Now, first, when I saw Adam Schefter first talking on this Lamar Jackson situation with the Baltimore Ravens and also with the rest of the NFL franchises, my first thought is we know Shefty. He holds the water oh, yeah. for the oh. NFL better than any reporter out there. He, no matter the story, no matter the angle, no matter the situation, Adam Schefter, NFL insider, guy who knows all, also knows better than to say something that would go against the NFL. Oh, yeah. Things that he says are always, almost always, it's not fair to paint him in the corner, but are almost always put out for a reason yeah, yeah. more so than just reporting the news. It's how he maintains these relationships, yeah. though. And it's, I mean, it's, you, it, nothing is just going to come one for one. You sometimes have to give up certain things to be in certain position. And it seems a lot like Adam Schefter against sides with the NFL. So it was interesting to hear Adam Schefter on Get Up earlier. Now, Adam Schefter had, has had many takes on this, right? Um, 
I'll, I'll leave out the part where he's talking specifically to the potential of collusion because there's no real way to prove that as well as it just is, it's not going to get us anywhere, right? We're 24 hours into Lamar Jackson's free agency. Let's look for some other reasons why NFL teams might not be making bids on Lamar Jackson. Adam Schefter makes a good point here, similar to in the NBA. Are you familiar with the restricted free agency, uh, you know, in, in the NBA versus the unrestricted free agency rules? If I didn't, tell the people what it is. Come on. All right, so in the NBA, restricted free agency means that a team could put an offer sheet out there for you and your original team, the incumbent, can then match it or let you go off to the other team. We saw it happen with DeAndre Ayton this past offseason with the Phoenix Suns and the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers drew up this nice contract for DeAndre Ayton, had it all filled out thinking we're going to get the big fella out of Phoenix, bring him out here to Indianapolis, show him what real basketball is like, all of that, whatnot. You got the Woj treat. All of it. Yeah. And then the Suns match it, all of that work you put into it, null and void. Adam Schefter on ESPN today, mentioning how he believes part of the reason why NFL teams are backing out of Lamar Jackson negotiations, part of the reason why NFL teams are not quick to the gun to try and work out a deal with Lamar Jackson is he thinks the Baltimore Ravens aren't going to let him go away, even if two first-round picks are in the case. Cyrus, you can cue up that sound. Adam Schefter talking on this situation. It is the fact that teams know that they feel like that they would just be drawing the offer sheet for the Baltimore Ravens. So if any one of these teams steps forward and says, let's give Lamar Jackson, you make it up, a four-year, $200 million contract, fully guaranteed. Well, Baltimore could have the chance to write it. And there have been many free agents in the past that have been given a tag like this or a restricted free agent where there's an offer sheet where other teams have balked at signing that player to an offer sheet because they don't want to do the work for another team. This is not a Lamar Jackson new phenomena. Herm's been around the league for a long time and can tell you that this has happened. There have been many free agents that other teams have shied away from because they had to sign them to an offer sheet. Okay, that's a part of this too. So we can come up with collusion. We come up with quarterbacks. Basically, the Ravens said, let them market. Show what you're worth. You you say you're worth all this money, fully guaranteed. If somebody's willing to pay you, then you'll have that, and we'll have the chance to match it. And if we don't want to match it, we can take two first-round draft picks. In my mind, this is a very simple solution to help try to solve a problem that two sides have gone back and forth with for two years without reaching any agreement. Now, what's puzzling to me, Christian, as I listen to that and I'm thinking to myself, the AFC right now is stiff. The competition is tough. You've already got Justin Herbert. You've already got uh, Lamar Jackson, potentially. you got at the top Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, all of these names. Potentially soon Aaron Rodgers, who's been meeting with the Jets, I mean, as often as, as, as I've been, you know, ha- having meals, it feels like. Every other day there's a report of a, a plane going one way or the other. So, It feels like the AFC is stacked with all of this top quarterback talent. If, if you're a team, not only bottom level in the AFC that needs to get a guy like Lamar Jackson, but maybe even in the NFC, which is void of quarterback play, that wants to either get in there and get Lamar Jackson or at least make the Ravens have to pay a hefty amount to keep Lamar Jackson, wouldn't the competitiveness of a GM, of an owner, of another franchise not step in take a swing at getting Lamar Jackson this offseason if it means either you get him 
or the Ravens have to pay $50 million a year guaranteed to them. It feels like a competitive move that should work out for both teams. Why is it that you think that owners aren't jumping on that side of it at least? I think you're looking at uh, one of the top ten quarterbacks in terms of their salary this year. Yeah. Only one of them has panned out in terms of Super Bowl appearances, and that's Matt Stafford, right, with the Rams. Tough. Josh Allen's the closest to do it in those top ten, and when you go in those top five, Guys like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, when those contracts have been signed, not much success afterwards. So I think what might seem like a win-win at first might be more of calling a bluff on the Ravens initially. And if you call their bluff and the Ravens say, you know what, take them. Now you're in the hole for that $50 million a year contract that you got to work with your own cap space to make happen, and you ship away your two first-round picks. It's like, yeah, it's like, be careful what you wish for, which Lamar Jackson, he's been fantastic. Only 16 losses in his career so far. Yeah. The best winning percentage since he's entered the league. He's been fantastic, no doubt about it. Most of it stems from that MVP uh, season that he had. The league adjusts a little bit, not as much success after the fact. But any team that takes a chance on Lamar Jackson, which is Taking a chance is kind of selling him short, I would say. You kind of know what you're getting with yeah, Lamar Jackson. He's that. a known commodity. Taking a chance is sitting back in the draft yeah. and getting one of these four guys. What can you provide that the Ravens haven't yet? Yeah. That's what I, I think these teams are considering. It's like, And maybe okay. that's a number one receiver. That's, maybe that's, that's, the that's, only, bo- that's the only box to check off. You yeah. know, Hollywood Brown was supposed to be, supposed to be that, just wasn't. Rashad yeah. Baton. Might still be that. We don't know. He had some words for the Ravens GM, DaCosta, yeah. uh, after he kind of threw him some shade. The Ravens have not been able to provide a threat greater than Mark Andrews at tight end. Here's, here's a good thing. Here's good news for the Baltimore Ravens. They made a transaction. This courtesy of the Baltimore Ravens Twitter account retweeted by Adam Schefter. Speaking of, the Ravens have hired Greg Lewis as the receiver coach. Speaking of receiver room for the Baltimore Ravens, speaking of Lamar Jackson's situation in general, that's a new update. Greg Lewis from my Kansas City Chiefs heading to Baltimore. We'll see how all of that pans out. But, again, that's, that is, is, is ongoing. I think more specifically maybe it heats up again after the draft. It feels like right now, again, every known commodity when it comes to NFL insiders or reporters, nobody feels like any team is making a real swing at the Baltimore Ravens' current quarterback, Lamar Jackson. 2023, week one, Lamar Jackson playing with the Ravens, playing with another team, or not playing at all, holding out? I think he plays with another team. I think somebody finally steps up and doesn't feel – because, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of this is also stemming from people not wanting to be the one owner that did it, just like, just like Haslam and the, and the uh, Cleveland Browns became the, you know, the black sheep of the NFL owners for giving Deshaun Watson $230 million fully guaranteed – I think there's a good chance the rest of these owners don't want to be kind of ostracized for it as well. Just an owner sitting Somebody in his office thinking, what am I doing? Let's take, pick get up the, the phone. And it, make, it makes the offer. Ravens on offer. I can see that happening. Get, get out of your own way. If you care about winning more than you care about camaraderie with your buddies, or maybe even if you care more about the, 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 the wage line between the owners wanting to keep more and the players wanting to get more, if you care more about winning than that, you go out and you get a guy like Lamar Jackson. If you care about winning for real, for real, you're going to want to pull up to Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium tonight. First pitch 
Team Israel, the Miami Marlins, in less than or about 15 minutes here. About 15 minutes away from action here for some World Baseball Classic action. We got Marlins fans in the house. I've been hearing all the go Marlins, go fish. We've got, I've seen plenty of the blue and white, and, it's, and Israel has one of the best flags. I love it. Um, seen plenty of the blue and white in the building as well, so we'll see how that all shakes out. And also for people that maybe can't make it to the World Baseball Classic action tonight, World Baseball Classic continues tomorrow, a 105 first pitch. It's going to be Team Nicaragua versus the St. Louis Cardinals. It's Christian Cat. It's Theo Dorsey. We're live at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium World Baseball Classic action. We'll be right back after these messages. This is ESPN 1063. 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. That's right. I'm Theo Dorsey, and we've got World Baseball Classic action on the diamond tonight. Now. We're live from Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. And his name is Theo Dorsey. What's up? Theo Dorsey. We are back. We are back here. This is the, the best part about sometimes, not just spring training baseball, but baseball games in general, Christian Cat. It's being able to enjoy some of the food, kicking back in your seat, and, and watching watching the good action in front of you. We're sitting here at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium right across from the Island Grill in the main concourse here. And uh, it, well, what kind of sandwich is that that we got here? I believe it's a Cubano. It's a Cuban sandwich. Give yeah. it a thumbs up. Yes, it is. You know, yeah. my, my girlfriend's Cuban, so yeah. I've been well-versed in Cuban food. Well, that's really smart of you. And, and happy, Delicious. First off, we haven't said it yet today. Happy International Women's Day. March, obviously, uh, Women's History Month. Today, International Women's Day. Not just the start of the World Baseball Classic here in South Florida, but also a big shout-out to the ladies. And speaking of, Christian, during the break, you were telling me an odd story. So, yeah. so so where I'm from in Houston, growing up in the neighborhood I grew up in, one of the biggest problems we had was the fact that some people would leave the Christmas lights out a little too long. And this, uh -huh. this happens everywhere, right? Yeah. Where, you know, you do all of that work. You're trying to compete to have the best house in the neighborhood. You have your lights dangled up there. You got Rudolph in the, in the front yard. You got a nice snowman, all of that nice stuff up. And some neighbors will leave it out there till January, till February till March. I actually haven't had that problem here in South Florida in the neighborhood I moved to. I'm, I'm glad for that. You had something a little different going on because it's one thing to leave your Christmas lights out too long. You had a neighbor recently that had an issue and it was with Halloween? Dude, you're telling me. That's exactly how what, I what, felt what when I was this? sitting on my couch. So, Moved into my apartment in August, so you don't really know everyone that well unless other than the guy right across from you yeah. and directly to your left. So I have an upstairs neighbor. The stairs are outside, so you don't really bump into each other very often. They left their pumpkins out pumpkins. from October until yesterday. Oh, good. Until yesterday. And in case you don't have your phone on you or if you're driving down the road, yes, pumpkins, their rotting starts one week after you take them. Okay. So That's that, when they start rotting. So one you, week. If you buy a pumpkin for Halloween, you're not buying it on the 31st of October. You likely bought it at least a week or two ahead. So this right. pumpkin's been rotting before October, before Halloween even hits. It's March. They still have it out. How do you, first, how do you even realize that the pumpkin's rotting above you? Yeah, dude. And then how do you take care of it? As I said, they're the second floor. I'm the first floor. They're directly above me. So we hear their feet stomp, and I don't complain much. Yeah. But the stairs that go up to their apartment are wood stairs. Randomly, one day, there's a puddle of something. Like, it's not Just exactly gook. water. Yeah. It's gook. 
It's disgusting to the left. Thankfully, I don't have to step into it to get into my apartment. Yeah. It's about two feet to the left of my door. I look up. I just see this stain on the underside of the platform of the stairs where their apartment is. I think that's peculiar. Something smells bad. That looks weird. Let's go take a look. I have a very bad stomach for things like that. Yeah. I don't like looking at gross things. Uh, a weird instance of that is I can't look at dirty dishes. I know. I'm a little bit <laughs> soft. So do you, you clean would. them or do you just have somebody else do it? You, Mr. I can't look at dirty dishes? If they're sitting there overnight. Like, if I just ate it, I can, I can wash it out real quick. I'm good with that. Okay. So I go upstairs. I look. Have you ever seen the show Stranger Things? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, Hopper goes out to this field. There's been a report that all of his crops are just dead. Yeah. In pumpkin season, no less. This is horrible for this farmer. <laughs> That's what it looked like. It looked like there was something subnatural happening to this pumpkin because it's been sitting outside for, what is it, five months now? Oh Maggots. God. Bugs. I, I feel disgusting saying these words out loud at a beautiful venue like Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. Yeah. But it was disgusting. And like I'm like gagging on my hold my hand to my mouth I tell my girlfriend you go look I can't I can't do it anymore she looks up there and um, I'm the boyfriend that does not tell a waiter or a waitress that there's a hair in their food no conflict you don't like the conflict no not at all so like you can knock on the door right and she goes yep I got it so I go I don't even like stand behind her I go to the apartment I go inside my apartment <laughs> like how'd it go how'd it go I'm like waiting there like on the chair by the door yeah like a puppy waiting on exactly. her to get in they didn't answer the first time yeah. we waited a half hour when we thought we heard them open the door apparently they weren't there or they were hiding we catch them going to their car we hear the door open and slam yeah. And we don't. She does. I was about to say, she's the one that's on it. Yes. Speaking of International Women's Day, shout out to Christian Katz's yeah. girlfriend who's, the, who's, who's handling the business around the house. Yes. Handling all the business. So what? So how does it end? Do you get them to move the pumpkin? We embarrass the crap out of them. Yeah. Like, simply put, I mean, the, they were like, yeah, we thought the garbage people were going to take it. That doesn't make sense. Exactly. That doesn't make You're sense. You're lazy. I, I just don't understand how they could be walking in and out of their apartment for five months on end with a rotting pumpkin right there. Yeah. Like, it's not – I feel like those bugs got to somehow get into their place. It, Ergo, kind of get into my place. They got embarrassed. Of course, it was gone 30 minutes later. That's, and that's how you got to handle it sometimes. You got to tell yeah. people about themselves as, as, again – I'll tell your girlfriend to do it for you. Have them do it for you. <laughs> and, and as you try and tell people about themselves or show them – it, part of that, it, it kind of ties back in to what we've been talking about earlier. And, and I saw a tweet, actually. I saw a tweet specifically about um, the Lamar Jackson situation. Yep and him being out here on the open market, the Ravens are, are kind of trying to take a stab at telling Lamar Jackson about himself because collusion or not, right, whatever's happening in, in, between NFL teams and owners that aren't the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, if nobody steps up and offers him a, court, a, a, a contract, Christian, what, what he's going to have to go back. to He still is tagged on the franchise tag to play for the Ravens next year $35 million. They did their due diligence. I know a lot of people are talking about how Lamar Jackson, you know, maybe if he had an agent, a deal would be done by now. Who knows? I can't tell you if that's true. What I can tell you is the agent would have at least had the relationships to know what teams would be willing to spend the bread to give him the fully guaranteed contract. Right now it looks like no teams – and that could leave him on a bit of an island. How awkward of a situation would that be for Lamar Jackson to try to return to the Baltimore Ravens, play for $35 million, 
and not have what he set out for this offseason? You know, I don't think it's going to be as difficult as you're making it seem to be just because the room that he's going to go into is going to include his OC, his head coach, yeah. Harbaugh, and the general manager who is kind of the bad guy in the situation if you're in Lamar's camp. Because right. Harbaugh's had his back every step of the way. Everyone in that Baltimore Ravens locker room has had Lamar's back every step of the way. Of course, they've supported Tyler Huntley when he's been in that position, but they've always been Lamar's team, and they've been very known about that. I think a lot of these problems, call me crazy, in today's day and age, I think a good conversation can go a long way. I honestly do. Oh, you think they just need a powwow, a therapy I, session? I think you just got to talk down. it out. I think that a long uh. conversation will do a long way. And for the reason I said before, I think he is going to be a Baltimore Raven in 2023 because there's no better option elsewhere for the Ravens and for Lamar Jackson. I think it's inevitable, and these two just got to get some marriage counseling or something. You know, like they just got to figure it out. Yeah. Somehow, some way, maybe it's meet in the middle. I know the Ravens think, well, his – what he's expecting is way too high that even in the middle is too high for us. Yeah. Figure it out because the grass is not going to be greener on the other side for Lamar, and it's definitely not going to be better for the Baltimore Ravens. Is he better than Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, who both just got 37 and a half this year? Yes. And that's the thing is, like, it, at that point, the real deciding factor on this, the sliding scale is how much guaranteed money do they include in this contract? How many years? How robust is the contract? Because we know he's going to be making somewhere between 45, maybe pushing 50 million a year. I don't even think the Ravens are pushing back on that. They just don't want to be the team for some reason, for whatever odd reason, to pay the man the fully guaranteed contract. Some say injury concerns. Some say not setting a precedent. Either way, this is bigger than just, again, one contract being settled out. Lamar Jackson's contract is one of those things that are going to hold precedence over what happens in the near future. And I think that's going to be most troubling for him right now. Do you think it's wrong place, wrong time for Lamar because he happens to be the next marquee free agent quarterback after Deshaun Watson? Is it wrong place, wrong time? Because well, Derek Carr isn't like a mar- – I mean, there were situational spots for yeah. that made sense, but he wasn't a team changer. Yeah, And the same would not be said about Daniel Jones. But Lamar Jackson is that team changer. We're seeing him hit the open market relatively. I mean, the team yeah. still has to give, him, give up two first-round picks to get him. Maybe this would change if it was next offseason after playing a year under the tag and then another year under the tag. Maybe it would change if he fully hit free agency and teams could justify it by saying, hey, this 28-year-old former MVP – we can give him the fully guaranteed. Like, there's so many what-ifs you can throw into this. The one thing that I do know is it's just not, like, for him to be more than 24 hours into it with zero reports of talking to teams, let alone any offers, it's just a troubling situation, especially for a guy that wants to see selfishly Lamar Jackson back on the field. The Boynton Beach alum, the Heisman winner, the MVP champ, like, he's not just a guy that is – good at football he's also one of the best shows on turf right now i want to see selfishly as a fan lamar jackson playing let alone how much money he's making right you as a ravens fan want to see him suiting up for your team it just is to me it's one of the worst situations in in sports right now just because of the the, the dichotomy of it man and it is unfortunate for lamar with this non-exclusive tag because whatever if an outside team takes lamar he is not going to get what he's worth because they're giving him the contract yeah. and the two picks. So 
those two picks have got to be worth X amount of dollars that could be going to Lamar if it was truly an unrestricted free agent. So that's unfortunate for Lamar, and that's the leverage the Ravens had. It's like, okay, on one end, we can say, hey, we're giving you the options that you're probably looking for, Lamar. On the other end, we're also going to get a bargain if we want you. Hey, and you know what? Whoever ends up with him, at the very least, we know when he puts that helmet on and has the shoulder pads going, has a football in his hands. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's been magical since he stepped into the league. Uh, we're only a couple minutes out from first pitch here at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. Again, Christian Cat, Theo Dorsey here from WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Team Israel getting ready to take on the Miami Marlins, a spring training World Baseball Classic showdown at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. Again, there's games going on here at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium all the way through March 26th. And if you're a family that also knows, okay, maybe I can't get out today. Maybe I can't get out there tomorrow as the World Baseball Classic continues. Well, there's plenty of other opportunities to get out here to Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. Marlins, the Marlins have games that are several. The Cardinals have games that are plenty. And then there's youth days. March 11th, the 19th, the 24th, and the 26th. Youth days are days to bring the kiddos out to spring training baseball. Christian, are you, I mean, you said you're baseball first guy. Always and forever. How much spring training have you been able to even digest in person as a baseball fan, not being from an area where spring training is really played? Is this your first experience around spring training baseball? Yes, it is, man. It is so much fun here at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. You mentioned those youth kids days. Yeah. First class atmosphere. I can't recommend it enough for anyone with siblings uh, in any age group or if you have kids. It really is If you have a kid that loves baseball, they're going to love it. If you have a kid who likes baseball, they're going to start to love baseball. That's simply put. And, and, And the best thing about the youth days, again, March 11th, 19th, 24th, and for the finale on the 26th, well, the kids get to run the bases. 16 and older, after the game, the kids get to run the bases afterwards. So you get a little bit of baseball. You get this year a faster tempo baseball game with all of the pitch count, or not pitch count rules, but the pitch clock rules. And then on top of that, you get to run the bases afterwards for the kids 16 and under. There's also senior days, March 14th and 15th. Uh, and if, for any information on how to secure tickets and get out here to catch some baseball action at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium, you can visit RogerDeanChevroletStadium.com. Marlins. Cardinals, and now for these next two days, the World Baseball Classic. All of the action you can catch in the best damn ballpark in not just all of Florida, but in the nation, if you ask me. Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. It is a fun time. I'm seeing the fans flowing in. First pitch about to go off. When we come back here, Christian, I've got to pick your brain on what's happening in the National Basketball Association. I know you're not a big NBA guy, but this MVP conversation and really a dispute. It's, it's really turning into a war of words, not just between fans of multiple players that are in the MVP conversation, but now the national pundits doing a little fisticuffs on the TV ways. Not really, no physical altercations yet, but really going at it. And to me, it's the most interesting thing, not just because of the MVP debate that's always great in basketball, but because of the debates that are spewing out of it. We're going to touch on that and more when we come back here from Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. He's Christian Cat. I'm Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. We're live on ESPN 106.3. 
This is ESPN 1063, 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. That's right, I'm Theo Dorsey, and we've got World Baseball Classic action on the diamond tonight. Now, we're live from Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. And his name is Theo Dorsey. What's up? Theo Dorsey. This is this is tough news hearing out of the NBA just about an hour ago. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN tweeting, John Morant will remain away from the Grizzlies for at least the next four games, team says. Christian Cat here with me, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. Now the main concourse here at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium has kind of evaporated a bit. This, all the fans have dissipated out of here and actually gone up into the stands because we do have action between, between uh, Team Israel and the Miami Marlins. Christian Cat, your baseball guy, you still haven't given us our, your prediction yet. You said at one point you might leak Corso us. Are you leaning one way or the other, Marlins or Team Israel? Now I'm going to cheat. I'm going to wait until uh, five seconds before we get off the air yeah. and tell you based on what the score is who I think is going to win. It's probably going to be 0-0. Zero, zero. Fair enough. Yeah, so we'll see how that works out for you. I don't know if you're going to get a score update between now and then, but hey, you never know. With 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 the new pitch, and have you have you been watching any of the baseball on TV and noticed the, how fast the games have been going now? Like, it, it do you feel like we might be able to get a run here early? I, I have seen. I mean, uh, Nestor Cortez on the Yankees, he's been uh, known for his unconventional pitching style because sometimes he'll be super fast, sometimes yeah. he'll be super slow, sometimes he'll just stand there like a statue with one foot off the ground and hang for 15 seconds and then deliver. But he's using the pitch clock to a T. I that, think he struck out a so guy weird. in 25 seconds. Yeah. The at-bat was 25 seconds between strike one, two, and three. I love that. I love that's how awesome. I play when I'm playing MLB as a show. Oh yeah, you get to skip all the in between mm-hmm. stuff. You just you just hurling them down the plate, man. Mm-hmm. I love that. Nine love innings that. done in about 25 minutes. Yeah, just get it done. Get it done. Get it done, man. Yeah, John Morant out for the next four for the Memphis Grizzlies. Him still trying to figure and find his way, but that's not even the main story. That for a while was dominating the headlines in the NBA, but of course we have to focus or shift our focus on what's been happening on the court of play. The Denver Nuggets are the one seed by far in the NBA this year. Nikola Jokic, when you look at efficiency numbers, when you look at not just him leading his team, maybe being quote-unquote best player, best team, also how he is maybe the greatest offense to himself when he floats himself out on the court, no matter who you put around Jokic, uh, he is ahead in the MVP ladder right now. It's between Jokic, Joel Embiid, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Jokic seems like the front runner. This will be his third straight MVP season, and that's got a few people kind of putting antennas up on, hey, why not Joel Embiid? Why not Giannis Antetokounmpo? And and here's where we start getting into trouble here. Uh, Kendrick Perkins right now is kind of in the spotlight, headlight of everybody right now for what he said on ESPN, I think a little over a day ago on first take. Here's his take, Christian Cat, and listen to what he's alluding to here, and I want, I want your opinion on what you think he's saying. A lot of times we say things without saying them. Kendrick Perkins tries to paint a picture of why Nikola Jokic is the leading MVP candidate in the NBA, and I'm curious what you think of Kendrick Perkins. Here he goes here. Never bring up this in particular subject. When it comes down to guys winning MVP since 1990, it's only three guys that won the MVP that wasn't top 10 in scoring. Do you know who those three guys were? Who were they? Steve Nash, Jokic, and uh, Dirk Nowinski. 
Okay, so that was Perkins. Christian, what do you think he's alluding to as he says, what do those three guys, Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, and Nicole Jokic have in common? He's alluding the voters are using a lot of their bases on the skin color okay. of certain players. Okay, those are three white guys. Yes. Those are three white guys that won MVP since 1990 that didn't lead or were top ten in the league in scoring. Here's J.J. Redick the next day on first take who took – Absolute offense to it. J.J. Redick, I must say, is one of the better basketball minds that we have in the NBA right now when it comes to the talking heads in the NBA. Here's J.J. Redick's rebuttal to Kendrick Perkins on first take the next day. It is an honor to be on this desk every day. It really is. But what we've just witnessed is the problem with this show, where we create narratives that do not exist in reality. The implication, what you are implying, that the white voters that vote on NBA are racist, that are they, they favor white people. You I just not, said that. I you just, not, yes, you did. I yes, did you did. Not, I did. Yes, not, you did. That I is did exactly not, what you implied, Kendrick Perkins. That is exactly what you implied. Secondly, hold on, hold on. I did not call. I stated the facts. I stated the facts, and you're not about to sit up. We all know what you implied the other day. We all know what you implied this time. Hold on. I stated it. It's the facts. It's the facts. It's the oh, facts. My goodness. That, that, um, that Emmy Award winning television there produced by First Take. Kendrick Perkins um, going, reverting back to temper tantrum mode, refuting what J.J. Reddick was saying and implying that he was saying MVP voters were racist. Whatever. Like, we can get into all of the weeds of this. I think both of them are wrong. To ever go into anything assuming that nobody has any ounce of racism in them is, is a little, it's a little far-reaching. For Kendrick Perkins to act like Nikola Jokic, who has been dominating, literally one of the most dominant presences in the league for the past four or five years, including these past three years where he has been putting up stats that look MVP caliber to me, I, I just I can't go all in on that side of it as well. Jokic looks primed to be the MVP. Guys like Embiid and Giannis put up great stats and are really good too. It's just, it's just weird. You know what the real problem is, Christian? Tell me. We can't define what an MVP is. No, we never have been able to. I think, is baseball better at defining what the most valuable player is than, than the basketball? Even the NFL has decided, you know what, the best quarterback this year gets MVP. At least they figured it out. Unwritten rule. In basketball, aside from the other major sports that we have with, with awards that we care about, it does feel like the most valuable player until we properly define what it is, we have to – every year, year after year, you pick apart, okay, so why didn't Kobe win it this year? Okay, why didn't LeBron – why has LeBron not win it since 2013? It always boils back to what you, Christian, think is an MVP versus what me, Theo, thinks is an MVP. It, it, we can never settle it out, let alone the hundreds of voters the NBA goes to. Do you feel what's – your, what's your – picture on that right now the, the MVP talk in the league I mean we do the race talk which I, I it's kind of pointless right now how about just defining what the heck the award is yeah. and then figuring out who to get how do you define an MVP in any sport really it changes year by year for and the that's NBA the that's the problem if I say I think X should be MVP that is not the same as X should be MVP yeah because it's difficult in the NBA it changes year by year Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double. Never, never been done before. It didn't amount to that many wins for that Thunder team. Yeah. Rare MVP. occurrence. They said, you know what? Even though 
Maybe he wasn't crucial to his team's wins because there weren't that many of them. Yeah. This is so crazy. We got to give him the award. And there's other instances where the best player on the best team wins the MVP. That's a more of the Giannis argument, right? He also yeah. gives you the eye test. Wow, this guy is a freak and for a reason. Yeah, and the stats. It. I don't know. I think the NBA's biggest problem right now is that until they are able to define what the MVP is, there's always going to be a re- there's always going to be speculation on this side or the other. We got voter fatigue. LeBron hasn't won it since 2013 because we're sick of voting for LeBron. Well, it's not happening with Jokic. In the past, it's been oh, he doesn't play both sides of the ball. Well, again, guys like a Jokic, guy like a Stephen Curry have gotten away with it and won MVP without it. Until they're able to properly define it, I don't think we'll ever come to a commonality when it comes to MVP voting. And the only commonality I'm looking for right now, again, is Lamar Jackson getting his fully guaranteed (laughs) contract. I'm going to keep on talking about it until I'm blue in the face, man. I I still can't believe right now in 2023 – on the open market, we have an MVP caliber player, a guy at the most important position in all of team sports, and he can't find a team that's willing to open up the pocketbook and give him everything he wants. That's just me. That's just me still, and I know you don't want that to happen because you don't want to lose him as your quarterback. I, I don't at all. So who do you th- who should be in your brain the MVP this year in I the pitched, NBA? I, I have, oh, for one, the MVP is going to be Nikola Jokic. Okay. Back to back to back. I mean, you can't. what am I supposed to do with a guy that's shooting 63% from the field one of the most efficient seasons ever, also averaging a triple-double with 25 points, 11 boards, and 10 assists. I mean, and the number one team in the West by, like, seven games. I can't argue against that. I can't argue against that at all. Like, that's, to me, a pretty refined case for MVP. I, I'm not going to pull out any – like, he doesn't play both sides of the ball like Embiid. He's not a better player than Giannis Antetokounmpo. But given what I've seen in the past from guys that get the MVP nod, I think Jokic is, is primed to get it. I'm an Embiid guy. I'm a Philadelphia sports hater through and through. Yeah. It's in my blood. I can't stand their fans. Can't stand a lot of their sports teams. But I can't deny what my eyes are showing me with Joel Embiid. The eye test is honestly He's a dog. number one in my brain. When I watch basketball and I saw Jokic, I saw Embiid on the same floor a couple times this season. It's been advantage Joel Embiid every time. So I'm going Joel Embiid. I'm not mad at you one second for it. Tonight we're going Baseball, World Baseball Classic, more specifically, the Team Israel and the Miami Marlins play already underway. Fans already getting a chance to enjoy the action. Myself and Christian will be able to get out here into the stadium very soon here and check out some of it for ourselves. And remember, RogerDeanChevroletStadium.com. That's how you can get tickets to some of the action as well. Tomorrow, another World Baseball Classic game. And then from tomorrow through March 26th, spring training games all the way through Miami Marlins and St. Louis Cardinals. A lot of fun to be had here in South Florida. He's Christian Cat. I'm Theo Dorsey. It was a blast. Let's go catch some baseball on ESPN 106.3.